This is a podcast from Rover. Greetings, everyone. How are we getting on today? I'm Dominic George. This is Rex. Today, coming up, we're going to be talking about the possibility, or the idea at least, of a national food security plan given recent events. Angela Clifford from Eat NZ. She is the chief executive. She will join us to talk about that. And then we're going to be talking salmon, a Kiwi favourite over the summer months. We're going to be talking to Brett Sellers, who's a seafood expert. He's from Foodstuffs, about uh, the journey from the bottom of the country to the the top, how quick that is and how popular salmon is around New Zealand. That's all coming up between now and 12.30. But first up on the programme today, well, uh, those images of onions and topsoil floating down streets in Pukekohe that were seen recently. Also those empty eggshells in supermarkets. That has led some people to ask the question, what is our national food security plan? And one person who specifically asked that is the Chief Executive of Eat New Zealand, Angela Clifford, who joins us now on the programme. Angela, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed your opinion piece on stuff um, and uh, the uh, the question that you posed there, what is our national food security plan? It's a pretty apt question at this time. What are your initial thoughts around that whole subject? Yeah, I think that uh, it's a really important moment in time to take stock of what's happened to us over the last three years and put a stake in the ground and say that we're going to be strategic uh, from this moment forward because we know that there will be more viruses, more storms, um, more adverse um, events, and um, we need to start right now to work out how we're going to react to that as a nation, as communities within a nation, to ensure that people have access to food to keep them healthy. Yeah, because you do raise a really good point, which is the fact that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of money and resource put into making money from our primary sector into the future, which is a good thing. Um, But then we've got this sort of this local issue that's floating in the background and you can see how vulnerable that that is. Yeah, absolutely. And by addressing um, the domestic food system, we actually give social licence to continue to be world-class food exporters. So it's definitely not an either-or situation, it's an and-and situation. Mm. So we're a relatively small market, if you consider us a market um, as part of the rest of the world. Uh, So it's actually not a huge thing to ensure that New Zealanders have access to good food. And I would have thought that it's super important as part of our international brand to ensure that our people are seen to be um, looked after with the food that we purport to be some of the best in the world. Yeah, it's a good point. I totally agree with you. Um, And the thing is, at the moment, there's a lot of, I guess, what you'd call local initiatives going on without any real national coordination, as it were. So there's some groups out there doing some really good things and... Um, you know, feeding communities and just, you know, making sure supply chain things and all all these sorts of bits and pieces are taken care of, but there's no coordination from a national point of view. Yeah, and it's not just about coordination. It's about ensuring that there's policy and regulations that sit around that um, to enable those communities to do their best work. Um, And I think that's really important. We need a signal 
from um, central government that this is something that they hold as really important. And I'm really looking closely to see what each of those political parties in the lead up to the next election have to say about national food security and what their plans and strategies are going to be. Yeah, that's a good point because it's one of those things that um, you never really hear too much about from politicians, to be fair, is it? And, and particularly when you get those sort of you know, those uh, debates that you get heading into an election. It's very rarely does food security hit the agenda when it comes to talking points. Well, hungry people do not make happy citizens. So I would have thought that it was super important to talk about where people's food comes from and to ensure that there was going to be something on the table. And it's not just about handouts. It's really important that people can access their food in a mana-enhancing way. And by that, I mean that they have some agency around what ends up on their table. Nobody wants to be a lifelong recipient to a handout. No one. Mm. Everybody wants to contribute to what they eat. And they also want it to reflect who they are and their cultural norms. So it's really important um, as we design food security that we co-create that with the communities who need support around that. Uh, have we got examples of um, you know initiatives going on at the moment that could be expanded on or invested in to help some of these things become a reality? Yeah, there's amazing um, initiatives across the country. One that's um, I think about all the time uh, is common unity in uh, Wellington in Lower Hutt and its ability to coordinate a community response to food that includes everything from an education space to help people learn about how to cook food, how to garden, um, to a place that enables people to access good food. It turns it into something that can be used. It uses rescue food. Um, and it creates a community space for people to come and feel like they're contributing to um, being able to access good food. And then there are amazing um, Māori initiatives as a COVID response, particularly in places like Marlborough and around the country, actually, where on, on the smell of an oily rag, these amazing distribution systems were set up to ensure that no um, whānau went hungry at all during that COVID response. So, yeah, you know, I could go on. I think just about every community in New Zealand has had an incredible response when they've needed to. It's just that it relies on under-resourced volunteer time and each of those um, initiatives will at some point lead to burnout or people who can't continue to do that mm. and also, um, you know, earn money themselves. So we just, we need to be strategic. We need to say these are the values that we think are super important for us as a country. And one of those is, is that we live in such a beautiful, abundant place that our people don't need to go hungry and we're going to find ways to ensure that they don't. Yeah, it's a question that we often pose uh, on this program is exactly what you've sort of said there. In a country that produces food so bloody well um, and in abundance, why on earth are there people 
who um, you know can't access it. You know, there should be something in there. You have actually posed a couple of uh, potential solutions as well. Um, there was one that you sort of said there's an example uh, of the SNAP program in the United States, which you thought could potentially something like that could be adapted for a New Zealand in, uh, environment. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that um, we have a community service card anyway, um, and enabling some essentially money to be put on the community service cards. And then when people spend that money in a local food system, they get more for their money. Mm. So it encourages them to seek out local fresh solutions and to spend their money on those solutions. So access to fresh fruit and vegetables, um, access to locally grown food. And what that will do is effectively switch on local food systems overnight. Um, and that's what's happened in the USA. And it, it, it appears as Carl Fresh in California um, in the USA and um, the SNAP program in New York and across the US. And it works really well. And what it shows is that local food producers can create viable businesses um, from this program and from that it has a flow down effect to create diverse resilient local food communities so yeah I think that's a really good place to start. Yeah it's a great idea because the thing is we hear quite often about people wanting to support local as well so people often do when they can um, you know will we'll support local so that, that would feed into that uh, particularly post COVID I think that gained a heck of a lot of traction and also you know the other part to it is the whole climate change thing, and uh, we do have to recognise it because it's very much part of the conversation at the moment. And uh, you know, things like um, you know local um, you know, production and, and, and buying and things like that does cut down on food miles and, and, and these other sorts of things. Yeah, and also local systems tend to be diverse, so it also um, ticks the box in terms of our biodiversity. Um, targets that we're trying to reach as a country. Uh, So what it means is that there's not big monocultural systems that are really brittle and not resilient to big storms that come through. And if there is a part of the country which clearly will suffer devastating loss as we move forward, these coordinated um, depots or food hubs have the ability to support those devastated spots. Whereas at the moment, it just there is no plan, there's no strategy around how we move things when one part of the country is um, underwater or suffered an earthquake or some other mitigating, you know, some other natural disaster. So it would just be a much more coordinated, much more resilient system to allow us to move food from one place to another. Um, and at the same time, we've built up this diverse bank of of local food producers. Yeah, it's a win-win um, by the sounds of it. Listen, it's certainly something to contemplate anyway, uh, a national food security plan. Go and read about it, people. It's on Stuff. You can go and check out Angela Clifford's latest opinion piece. Angela, thank you so much for uh, joining us and uh, talking about it today. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Rex today on your Monday. We'll have a look at the latest info from MPI, Re Gabriel, but later. But up next, we talk salmon.